January 29, 2024. My name is Jaron Jackson. I do love America. For me, it's always about the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Believe and obey the gospel. That is the gospel to salvation. My phone just fell off the desk. That's fine by me. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 2. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 2. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. I believe that the wicked are in rule in America. And because we don't know the law, we haven't repented, and we're not faithfully walking what Jesus tells us to do, I believe that we suffer as a result of it. And so today, Lord willing, I'd like to cover how jihadists teach nationalism. We're going to learn from Ilhan Omar. We're going to learn from a woman who is wicked and vile and a Muslim and who hates America, the some insights into what I believe Americans, uh, Christians need to understand. Not in the sense that her perspective's right, but she is saying some stuff that if people who claim Christ thought about those things as though she thinks about her things, it's a completely different ballgame. Lord willing, we will lay out uh, what's going on in the United Kingdom, how the how mass migration in the UK has made the United Kingdom hate the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so at its core, I want to present a um, I want to present ideas that advance the gospel, that obey the gospel. That's what the church is supposed to do. We're going to end up with Live Local, where I will talk about the very first thing that I would encourage you to do, and the very simple answer is a Bible audit. If you are not reading the Bible, if you are not actually listening to Jesus, then you're failing. So we're, we're going to cover into that because I said last week during a live stream where I wanted this uh, broadcast, this live stream, to start integrating how to assemble, training the assembly. Because Live Local is a is the idea that, uh, well, it's the label that I came up with for an idea that many people are turning to. It's nothing that I created. It's just getting back to fundamentals. I call it live local to capture the entirety and the comprehensiveness of the idea, which is just to get back to fundamentals and to do so on a local level, the inversion of globalism, as it were. But I also want people to actually start putting it into action. So I can, we can talk about the law, we can talk about standing and asserting rights, but if people aren't actually doing it, then there's a challenge there. And so I don't want people just to be hearers of the word, I want them to be doers of the word. And so what I endeavor to do is to take the daily news, the daily headlines, and bend it back to the gospel of Jesus Christ and have those ideas believe the gospel and obey the gospel. And in this case, I'm going to use someone who I believe needs to obey the gospel, Ilhan Omar. Uh, who is an, uh, an enemy of the, of the Lord, who is not in the church of Christ, who is absolutely dead in her sins, and who I politically disagree with on basically everything. But she said some things that I saw in a video that most conservatives are lampooning her for saying that she's Somali first. But in the tribalism and insulting Ilhan Omar, in other words, by reducing your thinking to the power epistemology of she is not in my group and therefore we must wage war together. We must have war against each other. If you think about it like that, instead of power being ordered as though by Christ, 
then you miss the truths that she says in which how she identifies, how they live, the conviction of her beliefs, even though her beliefs are wrong and evil and go against what I believe and what I stand for. She says it as though she believes it and she lives it with conviction, which you have to admire. If, if, you, if you are sober, if you are sober mind, you need to understand she believes what she says. She's wrong. She's going to go to hell unless she you know, believes and obeys the gospel. And I, I want Christians to be able to think like that. We need to be able to see where people are doing something and recognize the truth and the power therein. Make it captive to Christ and use it for him because we are given the dominion, which is what I want to uh, redirect your attention to. In order to set that up, I will look at the United Kingdom and how mass migration has actually made the nation that promulgated you know, many uh, you know, faithful preachers of the word. And now it is a lawless anti-Christian haven as the United States is fast becoming. And so mass migration is not only destroying national identity, but it has changed national behavior. In this case, the United Kingdom is now a, uh, an enemy of the gospel. So we'll lay that out. Then I want to go to the impeaching of Mayorkas. It was announced well, yesterday that Alejandro Mayorkas, the guy that's in charge of the homeland security, the guy in charge of the border, he is being impeached. And so I just want to play the clip that Fox News is playing. And I want to ask you the question, do you notice the fundamental problem? Do you notice the fundamental problem? I'll let the clip go. That's all I'm going to ask. And then we'll hash out how uh, I believe many people should think about it. And then, Lord willing, after that set up, so mass migration has changed the United Kingdom. And after we see how our normal political stuff, the pundits and the promo codes, get at setting up remedy with uh, impeachment, then we'll look at Ilan Omar and we'll look at the heart, her conviction, and how that is the essence where we all need to be understanding you have to live what you believe, which is ultimately what we're going to be doing. I'd like to direct your attention to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren, patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. This is a great way to help me uh, and my family. It's also a great way to take the money you're already spending and shop with American Manufacturing. It's a shopper's club, private membership association. When you sign up, myself or someone with me will call and we'll say, hey, here's how it works. Here's how things go. Try it out or not, no hard feelings. If you try it out and you don't want to do it anymore, no hassle, no fee, uh, not a hard thing. Just cancel, go about your merry way. God bless you. But if you want your dollars to be bullets in the economic war, to take money, power, and influence away from the godless commies, and to steward, to be a better, I argue, I, it's made me a better um a better steward of my home budget and we've saved money and you get better products delivered right to your door, please sign up at patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Now, I want to go to Great Britain. I don't actually want to go to Great Britain, but we're going to play a video from there. This The setup is that this is a, a Met Police, Metropolitan Police volunteer going after a woman singing a gospel song in public. Watch this. Uh, religion you're allowed to do anywhere. No, miss. You're not allowed you are, to sing ch you uh, are. church you are. songs outside of church grounds, by the way. You're not allowed to sing church songs outside, outside of church grounds? Outside of church grounds? You're not allowed. She just said you're not allowed to sing church songs outside of church. Our church of, outside of church grounds unless you have a 
unless That's you've been cauterised no, no. by the church through this, this kind of song. Yeah, Are you saying that you don't care about the Human Rights Act? You're lost? Yeah, so that Christ-hating volunteer, which by the way, I always look at these British police uniforms and I see the little bowler hats and I just think of someone coming in with like one of those batons with the little leather strap around the wrist. So it's like like this big, like, you know, little little saps going, oi, 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 oi. Um, anyway, that's, oh, it's just where my brain thinks. The hats are dumb. The hats are dumb. Uh, but she clearly hates Jesus, and she's enforcing enforcing this arbitrary notion that you can't sing in public. The United Kingdom is a common law nation. You have the private right to worship in the public. And not to mention mass migration views, uh, I think, abhorrent scenes of Muslims doing their uh, ab exercises uh, in unison with massive calls to prayer. By the which way? Whenever I was in Afghanistan and I heard the call to prayer, I could not think of anything else but then get my head chopped off. So whenever I think of the call to prayer, that's that's what that's what I think about, which is disgusting and horrible. Um, but the United Kingdom used to be a, a Christian nation, had a lot of Christians in it. The Church of England, the breakaway from the Catholic Church, uh, all of this stuff is going on there. Not to say that that's legitimate or it's uh, you know the church that Christ established, but it's the idea that the long-standing tradition of looking to the scripture and having a culture of worshiping and claiming Christ in public is now being at least punished or uh, having the public government, the government going directly against it. And that's not their official position, but the fact that that's happening is bad. That's a rights violation. But you saw at the very end where they're saying that it's like, what, Article 9 is the human rights, whatever? Hold on. Uh, religion, you what was it? Article 9, they say in the thing. Article 9, the right to freedom of religion and belief is one of the rights protected by the Human Rights Act. Well, we don't care. The common law does not care about the enactments of legislatures when it speaks to your secured rights. Imagine, if you will, real fast. You're made in the image of God, right? This is the, the biblical perspective. The biblical perspective, when you take what the Bible says and you apply it to the real world to try to govern the world according to biblical precedent and biblical principle, this is what we call the common law. The common man has a common law. So if you are walking God's green earth or his brown earth or whatever color it is where you are, if you're walking God's earth, you are a common man. God is no respecter of man. And so in Christ, there is no Greek nor Jew. There is no Gentile. There is no circumcised or uncircumcised. You are all the same when you are in Christ. So taking that principle and applying it to all people, the reason why you treat people the way that you want to be treated is because the greatest commands is to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. So if you follow these two greatest commands... You will treat people commonly as though you are loving them as your neighbor. And your neighbor, the one that you're supposed to love, is usually probably the one that you don't want to love. If I can just get in some preaching real fast. When Jesus is preaching in, John, in, in what's it, Luke chapter 10, and someone asks him this, and he talks about the, the parable of the Good Samaritan, he brings up the priest, he brings up the Levite, he brings up the Samaritan, which of course, to his Jewish audience... They would have scoffed. They would have said, oh, not that guy. But the Samaritan went out of his way to help the guy who he, won didn't need to help, 
Two, wasn't obligated because it wasn't his brother. It wasn't the person from his nation. But three, he did it, went out of his way and paid the whole thing. So Christ's standard for loving other people is well beyond what most people regard. So this gets at the fact that you're supposed to treat people the way you want to be treated, regardless of what community they're in. Which is another reason why the lawlessness and the wretchednesses of Marxism, or even this power epistemology, the radical left. Well, I'm a conservative Republican. White people, black people, gay people, all of these things are creating tribes. If you are someone who's tribalizing the whole world, then what you're really doing is you're fueling your own bias so that you don't have to treat them like a neighbor. Whereas Jesus says in Matthew 12, 30, you are either in Christ or not in Christ. That's the category. So I say this because the common law is for the common people. If God gives you a common right, which is a, com- which is a right derived from the common law because you're made in God's image, like it is to worship in public, then you can't be oppressed by your government. So all of this is to say that the United Kingdom government, the government in the UK, is uh, stupid. And appealing to statutes is stupid. Appealing to statutes is dumb. Now go ahead and look at the scrolled uh, bottom, the humblewb.coffee, if you want delicious, if you want the free benefit of delicious air-roasted coffee delivered right to your door. Join the membership where we have Bibles sent all across the United States so that uh, people can know the Word of God. And as a, mem- as a benefit of joining that membership, you can choose the delicious coffee delivered right to your door. It is awesome. You can go to humblewb.coffee, humblewb.coffee. Now I want to go on to uh, this impeachment of Mayorkas. Alejandro Mayorkas. I'm just going to play it. The setup is pretty simple. Mayorkas is in the federal government. He's overseeing the border. And now there are articles of impeachment. This, of course, is on the heels of Greg Abbott of Texas saying last week the Fed breached the compact. He's going to assert his state sovereignty, defend the border because there's lawlessness and an imminent threat to his state and his people. Which is what I've been talking about a lot. If you look at the description box, you'll see immigration series part one through four. If you want to know the fundamental law on immigration, there it is. If you want to know the very short synopsis, I did my last stream, which was called Immigration Deception. The long story short is that your constitution is an express trust. Only what's written is the law. The U.S. Constitution includes the word naturalization. It does not include the word immigration. So an express trust that says naturalization means naturalization is what the federal government has power over. If it doesn't say immigration, no construction of the U.S. Constitution can include immigration. Can't. And we lay that out in Immigration Series Part 1 through 4. Which, by the way, is what we were saying, is what I was saying weeks before, and then Abbott says it. Abbott says what the law is specifically, and then all of a sudden people go, yeah, he's got the ability to defend himself. I will not comply. It's not about not complying. It's about the fact that the Fed's breaking the law. Biden's breaking the law. They're doing something they're not granted the powers to do. That's the issue. It's not federal immigration law. I digress. Anyway, here is the two-minute clip from Fox News. Now, ask yourself the question. Do you notice? Do I notice the fundamental problem? Two-minute clip. Do I notice the fundamental problem? Go ahead. Fox News alert. The impeachment articles against DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas 
have just been released. Peter Ducey joins us now with all the details. Hi, Peter. And Carly, this is not something that's going to get pulled down by the House if the Senate border negotiations take a turn because they're not happy in the House with the Senate border negotiations. And besides, in these official articles of impeachment, they are accusing Mayorkas of lying to them. Here's a key quote from the articles. It says, Alejandro and Mayorkas knowingly made false statements to Congress that the border is secure, that the border is no less secure than it was previously, that the border is closed, and that DHS has operational control of the border. And then there's this, quote, Throughout his tenure as Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro N. Mayorkas has repeatedly violated laws enacted by Congress regarding immigration and border security, in large part because of his unlawful conduct. Millions of aliens have illegally entered the United States on an annual basis, with many unlawfully remaining in the United States. His refusal to obey the law is not only an offense against the separation of powers in the Constitution of the United States, it also threatens our national security. And now, the Homeland Security Committee's chairman, Mark Green, is breaking it down like this. He says about Mayorkas, he has breached the public trust by knowingly making false statements to Congress and the American people and obstructing congressional oversight of his department. These facts are beyond dispute, and the results of his lawless behavior have been disastrous for our country. DHS is responding to this. They have a brand new statement. It says, this farce of an impeachment is a distraction from other vital national security priorities and the work Congress should be doing to actually fix our broken immigration laws. But that is unlikely to move any of these House Republicans. And the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, says they are going to move to vote on these articles of impeachment for Mayorkas as soon as possible. Back to you. All right. A lot that was in there. A lot that was in there. Now, there's a couple different levels I want to take this. I want to address first what I believe to be the common man's programming to receive political conversation. Right, left is what most people in America have been trained. The two sides. That's a Hegelian dialectic. Refuse it. It's, it's bad. The founding fathers didn't like political parties because they understood that instead of knowing the law, you start to form your thinking according to the tribe, which is what I was getting at earlier. We want to know the truth and the tribes, the, the groups are in Christ or not in Christ. That's how Jesus thinks. So if Jesus thinks in Christ or not in Christ, there is no such thing as right and left. So, I mean, well, I mean that if put it this way, if you believe the Bible is God's word, and if you think that you're going to go to heaven, and if you think that you are in Christ, then you are supposed to think I am either in Christ or not in Christ. That's it. That's it. If you use anything else, if you use anything else, there's fault in your logic. There's some type of fallacy going on. So that's the first thing, is that we have a power epistemology. Power is not ordered by Christ. It's tribalized. Uh, and so now you've got the tribalized, the tribalization, which means that people aren't focused on the letter of the law, which means that immigration is being smuggled into the powers of the federal government. This was my immigration series, the links in the description. This was my last uh, stream that was the immigration deception. Immigration is not in the Constitution. The Constitution is an express trust, so it's not in there. But that's still not the fundamental problem. What's the fundamental problem? Do you notice the fundamental problem? The fundamental problem is that there is the, in my opinion, it's the belief 
that this is how things are supposed to be, whereby you can be put into these different camps. You cannot have a knowledge of the law. You can be told they, you know, uh, uh, immigration is political and we just don't like this. But think about this. If the Republicans have the majority of the House, then they can impeach this guy. But what happens to the impeachment? See, the impeachment proceedings is political and they begin in the House. But the conviction, which is the removal from orifice, happens in the Senate. Well, the Senate is controlled by Democrats. And so if we're going to think, uh, which, which is the modern way of thinking, the, the modern trained way of political thinking is, okay, the House is going to do it, but the Senate's going to... Why? Because they're going to be tribal. And if that's the expectation, which is probably what's going to happen, if the House has the steeled spine to actually go against this guy and impeach him, which they should, then whenever they actually go to the Senate, the Senate is going to be like, well, we're Democrats, and we're going to do that because it admits we're wrong. All the while, this Hegelian dialectic keeps people focused on representatives doing something in the law. Now, the other thing I want to point out is that uh, Pete Ducey actually said, breaching the public trust. Where have you heard that before? That's language, Article 6, Clause 3. It's public trust, which doesn't mean that we in the public, the general public, trust the guy. It means that the public trust is a type of trust where powers have been given and they must be held to account. So if a guy breaches the trust, he's exceeding the powers, he's, he, he received powers, and he's exceeding what he was given. That's the breach of trust. So now they're using language that we're not used to hearing, but because we're not used to hearing and most people don't understand it, they're going to hear, he breached the public trust. Yeah, I don't trust that guy. I sure don't trust that guy. He did breach the public trust, which is not, which is not the lawful uh, meaning of the words. So I want to point out the fact that the fundamental problem is that because we have bad knowledge, our expectations are now completely unhitched from truth. Because we don't think according to Christ's categories, we're going to unhitch from the Bible and we're going to think the right and the left. So that's the first level. Because we don't know the law, we're going to say, um, well, the because we don't know the Constitution is an express trust, we're not going to think, well, immigration's not in the Constitution. Instead, we're going to unhitch from that and say, the Congress has written immigration laws. They're just not being followed. And so now you've got to follow the laws that are on the books. How many times have you said that? How many times have you heard that? We don't need new laws. We just need to follow the laws on the books. Show me the law on the paper, how about? I don't care about the laws on the books. I care about what the, what the paper says. The trust indenture, the Constitution. But then it's also this political dynamic where the Republicans may, in an election year, be promoting and advancing an impeachment of a highly unlikable, uh, unlawful, one singular agent in the federal government. You mean to tell me, in all of the federal government administered by Joe Biden, the one guy, the one guy you're going to say is not doing his job and therefore needs to be impeached is Mayorkas? Why not Yellen? Why not the DOJ? Why not the freaking president himself? How about Sonia Sotomayor, the, the dumb Supreme Court justice that's bringing in this doctrine of humility when she's describing um, uh, the Chevron doctrine? 
Here's a Chevron doctrine that's a complete fabrication that goes directly against your secured rights. And this justice, uh, nominated and, and confirmed by Obama, nominated by Obama, confirmed by the Senate, she's saying that Chevron is a doctrine of humility. So she's using uh, words by twisting ideas to justify lawlessness. That is derogatory to the law. Get her out. She should know better. See, impeachment is not such a big whoa thing. Because the government's not in control. You are. You are the power. You've got the authority. You've got the secured rights. Firing these people should be the same thing as someone who doesn't do their job at a McDonald's drive-thru. You punched in the wrong keys. You took a 20 out of the cash drawer. You're gone. Get out. You know, you, you were cracking jokes over the intercom. Get out of here. You're fired. I'll just get the next person to come up and pay a minimum wage. But it's this idea that whenever we put the government above us, impeachment, oh wow, impeachment, such a big deal. And it's completely gaslighting from what the law is, which is stupid. All right, now I think I've sufficiently set it up, Lord willing. Go ahead and if you want to, go to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren, the best way that you can support me. Take the money you're already spending, switch it over. Now let's talk about Ilhan Omar. Now let's talk about Il Ilhan Omar. This video... She speaks not American. I think she speaks Somali, Arabic. There's some words that I recognize, which is Arabic. Um, I'm going to let the audio play, even though in my ears it sounds offensive and dirty and horrible because I speak English. I speak American. I don't speak Somali. I don't speak Arabic. I think that's foreign. I think that has nothing to do with America, and I think it's dumb. At the same time, because I want to draw your attention to her conviction, I want you to think about and hear her tone. I want you to understand and think about, does this woman believe what she's saying? Does this woman behave what she believes? If this woman behaves what she believes, think about how that should apply to you if you claim you're in Christ. So with that, uh, the clip is, I think, ooh, it's three minutes. Clip is three minutes and 17 seconds. If you can't stomach the Arabic, mute it, and because it's got the words written. But read what she's saying. Hear what she's saying. Because she's talking about people who think as a people. And the people who think of themselves as a people despite what the world looks like, will believe and behave as a people who are convicted about the truth of who they are and what they believe, which is powerful. Let's roll. agreement <laughs> محمود نور حد أنيك الصومالي قبضي صعب معها 
ولكنها انتي اني ان كونغرس جوغو ودن كصومالي بيهيد دات كالاتي يبدد دات كالمقادن ايا ودن كمريكن كانو كومتاجيرا يدات كالاتي ان اناجا اين دان مركا تاسكا سيحدا رير مينيسوتو غبدي كونغرس اودر ستان ويدين كور هيسا سيدات ايدين كودريمي سين دان تاس اودريمي مدحوين حسن شيخنا وحن لاي هاي وان كوفر حسن هاي شقاذ في عن اتخبطي ان دتك الصوماليا يدتك ملكس تكونول ادرين سي سي سكست انا ان ودي بن هاي صوماليا دي ان هاي وحن هاي دت كارتيله دت ودن كولا اقونسن دت ودن كولي ان ويلغود دينجر لغا جيلين كارين ماركا وحان غير من الصوت يسومالي الملك استكون ولا ذلك يا هذا مردوك هدلاي إذا إنك جاهم بليين على سيدا ود سكوت الدوبان تهيم سيدا عاد كلجين وجرب استاكتين مدحوينه هنا بيكوس وأباهين يهين كلجين عن جرب استاكنو سومالي وسومالي سومالي وحال ولا لان وذن هاي نقول كيان الله جم خلقي خيب سنايو نقول بعنا جم قنار رات سنينا إن شاء الله مرد مالن لكن أنت أنا هاي السنة هذا لما قلم لما خلقي خيبنا يو مركوا مهد سنتين دمانتين سداد إيه شرفتين ومركز سداد يجوسوا لويسين إله إذن شرفوا السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. This is where I want to really get at. John chapter 8. Let's get back to Jesus and stuff that actually is good and awesome. John chapter 8, verse 31, 32. Then, Jesus, uh, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Our verse today from Proverbs chapter 29, verse 2, was that when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. I'll just be straight. If you are not in Christ, then you are wicked. She's not in Christ. Most Somalis are Muslims, and so they're not in Christ. And so if the world was like Somalia, the world would be like Somalia. Which means that <laughs> people would be mourning. Folks, I showed you the United Kingdom and how there was a woman that was sticking out her tongue at the idea that people had the right to pray and sing in public. Pray Jesus songs, worship songs. Not just Muslims doing a call to prayer. I showed you then the Mayorkas impeachment, the futility and the fecklessness of the podcasters and the promo codes and the politicians who are completely gaslighting you from the fundamental law. You're not actually being directed to what the law is so as to understand the truth and, be and believe and behave the truth. You're instead uh, 
exploited in your emotions and your anger and your tribalism by this power epistemology that has you thinking about what political team I'm on. And that means that you're not actually getting a secure border. In fact, if I wanted to jump in that, that language, the language that they're saying against Mayorkas is that he knowingly didn't secure the border. Secure the border is a vague, it's vague, it's not specific. But as the, I digress. Here you have Ilhan Omar. Ilhan Omar needs Jesus. She is not a Christian, but she's convicted in her belief, I believe. She said that her people are Somalis first and Muslims second, which should tell you that she's definitely going to go to hell. Because if she's a Muslim second, then that means that she's got something above being a Muslim, which being a Muslim is going to get you into hell. So why would you It just understand that's what she's talking about, though? She has seen her people as her brothers and sisters, her people. Those are her people, and she's willing to die for them. She says that she will not have the United States take the waters away from uh, Somalia. When have you ever think, thought of Somalia as being a naval powerhouse? The most they got is little, uh, you know, uh, starving pirates on dinghies out in the water with RPGs pulling a, what, what's that uh, that movie with Tom Hanks? I haven't seen it, but it's like they, they, they capture the boat and then they take the stuff. They're not a naval powerhouse, but yet she speaks as though the presumption is that they are. We're not going to let them take our waters from us. What are you going to do about it? Blow your kids up? Have AIDS about it? Like, what are you actually going to do about it? But they believe it. They, they speak as though it's true, despite the fact that the world is saying, you're a third world trash heap. But that third world trash heap managed to smuggle in hundreds of thousands of them to Minnesota, managed to get one of them in political office, and now she's got a microphone while she's married to her brother, speaking about lawlessness, wretchedness, godlessness. And now more people are saying, oh, see, we got one of them. Friends, this is what I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to read your Bible as I transition into uh, the Live Local Field Manual team assembly. See, what I want to do is I want to help people train the assembly. Because I don't believe that Americans think like that. Most Americans don't think like that. I believe most Americans used to think like that. And I believe Americans should think like that as far as a unity with their, with their group. See, I'm an American before I'm, you know, a non-American. Like, you know, if you're not from America, I don't want you here. I was calling for zero immigration back in 2019. And there's still people saying, well, we want legal immigration. I don't want legal immigration. We got way too many people here. How about you just stop butchering American babies in the womb? And that would add 60 million people to the population. Not to mention, you would actually restore marriage to where there's no such thing as no-fault divorce where you can just break up because you're tired of having sex with her and you want to go have sex with somebody else. Or she caught you, and now you just want to say, oh, it's incompatible. No, it's not incompatible. You're just a fornicator, and you don't want to fornicate with her anymore. You want to go off and do something else. See, it's because we've undermined truth, and we no longer hold to what these beliefs are that actually form the foundation of our nation. They're no longer the foundation of our society, but they are the foundation of our nation. And this is what I, by God's grace, want to help people get back to. So you know, I've got plans. They're on the, the whiteboards there. 
I've got plans to, to take a more deliberate approach with training assembly. But the very first thing that people need to do is abide in God's word. This is John chapter 8, 31 and 32. The idea that we're doing is, do you read the Bible? If you're not reading the Bible, then you're not actually listening to God speak. If you put it this way, if you give more time to me than the Bible, please turn me off. Never listen to me. Don't support me with a dollar. Never turn me back on and, and read the Bible. I would much rather that be the case. I would much rather you hear from God than from Jaron. Now, if, if there by God's grace is a way that I bless you in information or inform, you know, inspiring, encouraging, whatever, God gets that glory and there may be a value to that there. But don't mistake and don't conflate Jaron for God and don't conflate what God can do and, and wants to do in your life as being necessitating with Jaron. I, I, I don't want that. I'm not worthy of that. I don't want that position. I don't deserve that position. This is why you need to read the Bible. And the, the foundation of our assembly needs to be first and foremost that we are with God, which means, and we can get to the gospel, but it means that we are in Christ. If you are not in Christ, then your assembly is worthless because you are just another competitor on the battlefield of all of these other power epistemologies fighting each other out. When the wisdom of Christ is so much beyond that, cuts right through it, and the and none of the others understand it. So the other, other people, the worldly powers, the earthly powers, will write books like Robert Greene's uh, Rules for Power, 48 Laws of Power. I, I, I have it. It's not here. But... Um, He's, you know, the, the, the people have books on influence. They got books on power. They got books on self-improvement. They got books on all sorts of things about how to make you a better competitor, a better gladiator. Well, I'm not a competitor and I ain't no gladiator. I'm someone who's following Christ. I want to follow him. He will put me where he wants me. The reason why that's important is because if you see the world burning and falling down and being lawless and depraved and wretched, which is what I see, the world will try to sell you the solution to the problem that you're looking at, that this solution they're selling you has nothing to do with what the Bible says. It has nothing to do with what the Bible says. And the most deceitful ones will say Bible-sounding things, but never actually pull up the Bible and say, here you go, John 8, 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, if ye continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They don't actually read you the word and point you to what Jesus says. This matters. And this will not get me big numbers. This will not get a lot of views. But it does have all the power that's necessary. It does have all the power that's necessary to do whatever it is that God wants to do. And this is the issue. The issue is that whenever I started the live stream, I actually wanted people to listen. Which is weird because in an ironic way, I don't want people to listen. I want people to do. I want people to be. I want people to behave. I want people to accomplish. I want people to war, to fight the way Christ tells them to. The way the Bible lays it out. This means that as I continue, I will have less and less and fewer and fewer people that actually care about what I say. 
And to God be the glory. I believe that if you see the world that we have and how it's on fire and nothing makes sense, I don't see how you can continue to turn on Fox News. Now, there will be some people that will say, well, Fox News is bad. Yeah, of course they are. But which podcast are you listening to? Which promo code are you used to having pitched to you as you're hearing about the radical left to destroying America? How many times are you going to hear that before you're like, okay, that's, there's no remedy there. There's no solution there. There was someone in chat that asked, well, when are you going to get back to live local? Amen. God bless you. Thank you for asking that question. It's a good question. In my mind, I never left. Because I realized, as the first portion of the Live Local Field Manual uh, points out, you've got to do an audit on yourself. If I'm not if if I'm not doing what God wants me to do, then I'm not going to be a good teammate. I'm not going to be a good tool for God to use to to do stuff. And so, if I'm not doing what I should be doing, I don't have my budget. My marriage is a mess. If you're watching porn, if you're uh, not uh, training your children in the scriptures, if you're estranged from your family, if you don't attend a local uh, worship service uh, where the congregation claims the name of Christ, if you aren't doing these things, then you ain't fighting for Jesus. You're fighting for a version. You might be fighting for a version of what you think is Jesus, but you just are comfortable in your formation of things. And the rest of it you say, well, just I'll give it to God. Amen. God is in charge. We're not arguing that. That's not up for discussion, from my view. But I'm not looking at this going, well, I can't do anything. No, 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 no. You, you, can, you can do a ton of stuff. You can do a ton of stuff. And what I've come to understand is that the Bible lays out God's wisdom for all things. So if there's something you think you do in this earth, there's wisdom in the Bible about that thing. And this is where people will do the reductio and say, well, there's nothing about computers, Jaren. No. But there is something about thinking, relationships, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, the pride of life. There are those things. There are things about integrity. There are things about work ethic. There are things about humility. There are things about checking and testing with what the scripture says. And the reason why this is important is because how many people will say God and want the best for America, but they don't have the heart or the conviction like Ilhan Omar. They don't have a fraction of that. They don't have a scintilla, as Obama would say. They don't have a scintilla of that jihadist's convictions. That jihadist would straight up gut me like a fish if she had the opportunity. She didn't think she was going to get caught. And if she thought she had the benefit, she absolutely would. There's people that, that would likely do that if they thought, well, I'll just shoot these illegal immigrants. Why, why are you going to shoot them? Well, you know, we, we just got to enforce the border. No, no, no. See, you're not thinking according to the law. You're thinking according to your gut. You hate these people, and so you don't mind shooting them, which is what people do whenever they're in war, is they objectify their enemy so that they can destroy their enemy with ease. Well, that's how the world thinks. But when you start to think about Ilhan Omar and you say, that woman will give an account for her soul and her actions, just like I will. Second Corinthians 5, we're all going to be at the judgment seat of Christ. 
We will all give an account for the good and the bad of what we do. And so when you stand and you give your account, she's not going to have a redeemer. She's going to go to hell. When you start thinking like that, it changes the calculus because it's no longer about just winning um, political battles. It's about making sure that the victories God gives you are because you are walking how he wants you to. Which is not how the world says. Which is, which is why it comes off dumb. Which is why people make fun of it. Which is why, you know, it's, it's just the way it is. You know, the insults, the, the tribulations, the persecutions as it were. And we're not even being persecuted like the first century was. Some Christians are, but not, not all of them. And so the reason why I bring up jihadists teaching nationalism, which is what I call this episode, is because Ilhan Omar, who is not from America, has been naturalized, which means she's had the benefits conferred to her by the U.S. Constitution. She's got the member benefits of a native, but she still has the mind and a heart as a foreigner. And her mind and her heart as a foreigner is bringing a level of conviction that is dangerous to this nation. But she's here. And if the people in this nation don't have themselves the conviction in the mind and the heart to behave according to what the Bible says, then we're screwed. The good news is, we'll get to the gospel. The good news is, I think that God is moving. I think that he's tired of the wretchedness, the lawlessness. I believe that he has heard the prayers of his church crying out for deliverance, crying out for um, you know love and uh, protection and justice. And I believe that he's moving, which is where I think that my um, interest in my learning in the fundamental laws come from. And that's why I, you know, impairing live local with fundamental law, with Bible, with all this stuff, because my shot group is getting tighter. It's no longer kind of all out here. It's now becoming more focused. It's, it's, it's how, I, how I see it, how I kind of understand things, because there's things I just don't care about as much as I used to. I don't care about knowing big, fancy named people, big microphones. I don't care about going on big shows. Which goes against the whole uh, notion of being an influencer, which is the dumbest word in the world. Besides gay and homosexual. <laughs> Had to take that shot. Um, this is the direction I'm going. I'm going for a, uh, a church who takes the name of Christ who assembles locally, who uses the Bible to govern their thinking for direct actions and direct situations, bringing fundamental law, bringing different ways of organizing logistics or teaching and, and, and bringing people together in situations, in multiple situations where God will get the glory, where it's not the group that accomplishes the mission, but the group that is walking, the assembly that's walking in faith, so that when God grants the victory, the group gets to say, look at what God did. We said we were going to do this. We started doing it. Look how God was faithful here. That's what I want to be part of. By God's grace, that's what we'll get at. But folks, none of that matters if you are not in Christ. If you are not in Christ, and I want to I want to look to that if I can, as we transition, I want to look to the the Bible, I'm talking about the Bible here, right? I want to look to Ephesians chapter four, 
verse 4 and 5, 6. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But, verse 7, unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. If you are not in Christ, you do not get eternal salvation. I want to go to um, Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, verse 26. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. So your faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you, so he's saying, Paul is writing to the church at Galatia. He's saying, as many of you are is in Christ... For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So the only way to put on Christ, to be in Christ, is to be baptized into Christ. Now I want to say something else because there's people who are going to say something. Let's go to Colossians chapter 2 verse 12. Colossians chapter 2. Verse 12. Let's go back to 11. No, no, no. I want to do uh, verse uh, verse 9 and... No, verse. Well, I'll start with verse 6. As ye have therefore received Christ the Lord, Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. So we've received him. We need to walk in him. Rooted and built up in him. Established in the faith as ye have been taught. Abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy, vain deceit after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Which is Paul saying, if you are in Christ, walk with him, and don't be distracted by the vain philosophies of men. Which means reading the Bible is how you know what Jesus says. So don't go after the traditions. Don't go after the philosophies. Don't go after all their labels. Read the Bible. Verse 9. For in him. Notice how he says in him a lot. You have to be in Christ. In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And ye are complete in him. Which is the head of all principality and power. Right there he's saying Christ is the head of all principality and power. This is why powers don't compete with themselves. They're ordered as though established by Christ. If Christ has all the power and the authority, then I'm not against that power or that authority. I am walking in Christ, and whenever I obey him, he does the smashing. He does the deliverance. He gives the victory, right? Verse 11, In whom also are ye circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. So this is not following the law of Moses. In putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. So you're putting off the sin. You're putting off the stuff that your flesh does by the circumcision of Christ. And what is that circumcision of Christ? Colossians 2 verse 12. Buried with him in baptism. Where also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God. Who hath raised him from the dead? And this is this is one of the essences. This is the essence. It's if you are in Christ and you've put him on, 
It means you have been baptized in his name. You are in him. The reason why this is important is that this is an idea attacked by uh, world philosophies and, and vain ideas. They call baptism a work. Well, of course it's a work. It's a work of God. It's an operation of God. Colossians 2 verse 12. Folks, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ is that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. He was virgin born, lived a perfect sinless life. He took the cross in our place as our atonement. Atone is really at one. You are at one with him. The atonement is he took your place. Propitiation. He satisfied all the demands of the law so we don't have to because we can't. Anytime I sin that merits one everlasting life. One everlasting punishment, I should say. One sin is one everlasting punishment. So if I've got a ton of sin, and I do, if I've got a ton of sin, that means I've got a ton of everlasting punishments. When Jesus took the cross and died for our sins, he was physically buried and he was physically risen from the grave. When you believe that, you will walk in him. You will obey him. And this is where it's, it's, you need to get back to the Bible. Don't believe uh, world philosophies. Don't believe the labels. Don't let your shortcut be, your thinking be shortcut. You will believe the gospel. It literally happened. It is true. He is your savior. Then you need to be in Christ. How do you take on Christ? By putting on his righteousness, being baptized in his name. You will be confessing your sin, turning away from your sin, you're never going. You're not going to live the life that you did before you are in Christ. How could you? If I've put Christ's righteousness on, how can I live like I was before I put Him on? That means I either haven't put Him on, or um, I, you know I, I shouldn't be doing what I was doing. You either change completely because now your King tells you to, and you will obey the King. Amen. Or you actually aren't in him and you're continuing to live in sin, though you believe man's philosophy and man's teaching that you're good to go. I want people to go to heaven. I want people to be in Christ. I want people to be in the church. I want the church to be active. I want the church to uh, exert the power and the dominion that the church has been given. We do that the way that Jesus says. We do that by abiding in his word. We do that by obeying him. It will offend you. It will offend the world. It will offend all sorts of sensibilities and traditions. And all, it will offend all, all sorts of people. Because it's offensive. It's literally saying, this is the way and there is no other way. And when you come to that truth, the way that you handle that truth determines how you hear God. And if you hear God. Folks, I want you to believe the gospel. I want you to obey the gospel because I don't want people to go to hell. And if I had the opportunity, I would tell the same thing to Ilhan Omar. I think her soul is in danger because she's not in Christ. Believe the gospel, my friends. Folks, the best way that you can help me is to go to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Take the money you're already spending. Switch it over. You're already spending the money. It has helped me budget. It's helped my family save money. We've had to change how we do things. We've had to be more deliberate about the money. We're used to just swiping the credit card, but we've saved money. The products are better because they're not loaded with a bunch of harsh 
uh, or hazardous chemicals because they come from natural ingredients and because they're not globalists. They're not made with big purchase orders where they just sit on a shelf for four years and they have to have a half-life, which is where the industrial chemicals come in, that prolong the longevity of the product. So when you buy a product, the chances are that product is two or three weeks old, manufactured on the spot, and then gets to you in a relatively short time period. Whenever I push order, it gets to the house usually within two to three days, which is competitive with Amazon. It is not in the world where the corporations can buy a seat at the table. It's a private membership association. It's a shopper's club. If you want to sign up, that's at patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Myself or someone will call and say, hey, here's how it works. Here's what it does. If you want to try it, that's a blessing. Thank you very much. If not, God bless you. Have a good day. Until then, um, Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, my name is Jaron Jackson. I do love America. Do not quit. Go to war.